Welcome everyone to Uppy in the Stash. I'm your host, Uppy. Tonight we got a fantastic show for you, but before we get into the fun, I'm going to introduce the co-host for tonight. We have Stash. Stash, how are you? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well, and I'm glad to be back on the show again. I'm out of... Perfect, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm out of... Uh, well, you know, actually, not to be an asshole, it might have been a good thing you weren't here last week, because otherwise that hour and a half show would have been like two and a half hours, and <laughs> no one would have listened to it because of the length, but... We, we did miss you, though. It would have been a perfect topic for you to be here with us. We're sorry you missed. But Thank you. I'm not grounded the end, anymore. Job. Did he? Uh, great job. Good. Oh, yeah, he did a great job. I mean, we don't need you for politics anymore. We have Dirty Dan. So. <laughs> we'll leave you for the Dirty job. Dan discussing dirty politics. <laughs> yes. I like it. I like I liked that segment already. Dirty Dan talking about dirty money or dirty money with dirty Dan. That sounds like a good podcast. Dirty <laughs> money with dirty Dan. I like it. <laughs> That's going to be another spinoff that goes right with Stash's uh, Gay for Play um, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So uh, it's, it's called his TikTok account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've already heard their voices. We also have uh, Beardo. Beardo, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good to see you. And um, uh, Chitwood. I, I, I tried to think of something clever than it escaped me, so awkward pause. Chitwood, well, how are you doing? I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. And, you know, as the the title on my um, Zoom name here is Joe Vibin. I am vibing in the fact that this is the last podcast we will do with a orange um Orange peel as our president. So. I was just thinking about this that this afternoon. This is the last one. So next Friday it. we will have um, a presidential president finally um, again, and uh, I couldn't be more happy about it. Who already you guys, has a fourteen hundred dollar COVID stimmy check? We're waiting for the, sti- the stimmy would be nice too. But you did know, you guys see his speech take last night? It was actually like I don't know, nice and put out a plan and gave us direction. It was beautiful. Absolutely he, lovely. You know, cause Trump kind of went silent after, uh, Twitter. Uh, after uh, he uh, got blocked on everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really haven't thought much about, like I was actually shocked to when I realized, Oh, the inaugurations next week. That's fantastic. <laughs> I thought we still had some time. I but, was, um, I was scrolling through the only fans webpage to see maybe by he had opened one, up because everybody else was telling him no, and I was like, I was like, this is like the one site where like anything could happen, and so no, unfortunately, there was no Trump or Baron. Uh, well, if you're really, that might be a fortunately, <laughs> not an unfortunately. You know what? I will. I'm gonna text Dodger. Dodger has some internet issues, or else he would be here. I'm gonna text him to make sure he sends you that photo. That way, you're not missing out. Yeah, he has a he has the photo you're looking for. I know it. Yeah, um, he does. This is the this is the Donnie you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, this is the Donnie you are craving. <laughs> craving it. Um, so let's get into alcohol before we get into the fun. Before we get too far off topic, um, I'll start with you, Joe Vibin. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a, a nice mosaic <clears throat> tropical pale ale from Dying Breed Brewery. Um, or you know, it's it's a solid beer. I know that this is probably one of the better cans I've had, um, especially this year. So um, 
the artwork is pretty rad and they deliver now to my house. It was a beautiful thing watching the dying breed van pull up with chilled beer. Isn't it like, so funny enough, I also got that delivery from Time Breed this week. It's almost like the adult version of the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck, yes. And like I was looking around when I ever see if anyone noticed that, you know, I'm getting that home beer delivery. I, also I did have, not. The, I did not. But I will flex on the people next week when I place my next order. Sweet. <laughs> um, so I also got Dying Breed. I got their new uh, Scottish Highlander Imperial Stout. It comes in at 10 point. 10% alcohol. Um, very solid. Um, the problem with uh, how much I love Dying Breed is sometimes I put unfair expectations on their product. Um, so I, I don't, I can't explain. I expected more out of this and I didn't get it. And I think maybe it was unrealistic, but I still love this beer. It's great. But now, I was I hoping my head to- wanted it to be better somehow. And I can't quite articulate. When I placed my order, I was hoping to get the Imperial Wrecker, um, mm. but they did not have it. And the Imperial Wrecker, I think it comes in like 10.8 or 10.6 or something like that as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, they were they great customer service. They texted me and said, hey, you don't have this. What would you want? Um, and... Um, it was it was it, it was a good experience overall. Yeah. Free delivery. Well, they're good people. I'm looking forward to uh, going back and seeing them again. Oh yeah, I would love to see them in person too. But for now, I'll deal with the beer delivery. Yeah, I don't. Mind. <laughs> I, I can easily spend the thirty dollars meet the minimum requirement. I'm quite alright with that. Um, Beardo, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually drinking a gift from my boss. This was my Christmas present. Um, it's called Allagash Kiro. And it's an ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. It's 10.4%. And it's from Portland, Maine. And it's nice. It's really good. I really like it. I could drink this whole bottle. And it's a huge bottle. I mean, it's gigantic. Nice. But I'm not going to drink it all tonight. I'll probably finish it tomorrow. But well, it's good. I did I did just see Stash say, holy sh-, he mouthed, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I got to let the cat out. Um, fun fact for y'all, Stash. Uh, why don't you talk about what the what swill you have? Oh yeah. So uh, tonight I'm actually doing a little bit of a blue moon and taking swigs of uh, Jameson. My heartburn will thank me later, of course. Uh, but uh, if you ever knew the blue moon again, I've probably repeated this a lot over the show. Throw a little bit of vodka in there. You get yourself a little bit of a Belgian white instead of a Belgian white. Kick it up a notch. Put some hair in your chest. <laughs> Um, I don't want any more hair on my chest. I've got plenty. <laughs> yeah, There's so much of it. It connects to his face. It's true. <laughs> I I do have to shave. Is it? Is it? Is this one long continuous? You know, just of hair. Yeah, this is not just a face beard. I have a body beard. He, he's that guy who has a boom man chew that like goes all the way down. Like you know. Yeah. It <laughs> swirls around my nipples. Yeah, does it go around the yeah. nipples? Kind of it like does. like like sh- like <laughs> like <laughs> curtains. Yep. <laughs> so I, I have a question, Stash. You know, the blue moon. I I've never really been able to pinpoint. You know, what the blue moon reminds me of. But the you know the can. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I'm talking about like the like where. What kind of beer was this made for, you know? And the the can makes me think, oh, you know, maybe like a light beer on the bayou or something. Um, so if you're adding 
vodka to it. Are you, t- are you, you know, just a whole bunch of like Louisiana hillbillies calling each other comrades? Like, is that, is that the kind of vibe you get or? <laughs> In no, French. In the, French. The, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the vibe that I get is like, you're in some like, um, Montana freaking hotel and the bartender tells you, I got a cold drink. You want to try it? <laughs> and then they throw random shit into a beer and then you got yourself a Belgian white type of shit because that's it, where, that's where I found, that's where I actually, I didn't discover it. It was presented to me, you know, at that moment. Um, and it was presented to one of the most popular bars in M- Missoula, Montana was there. So like, I guess they must do this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought of this fun thing we get a stash inspired show where we just all get the same kind the same beers <clears throat> and we just mix vodka with all the beers and we rank them like <laughs> the stash <laughs> vodka beer hour. <laughs> I've I've I, I think there's a quite a few that we've had already in the past that I would probably definitely mix vodka in. Um especially <laughs> the summer beers that we had earlier <laughs> in the shows. And the, <laughs> there's some in there too where this could be a fun drink, you know? It'd be nice. All right. Well, is everyone ready for some fun? No. Perfect. Well, I'm going to pick on Stash first. Um, what we're doing tonight, uh, before we get into the football and whatnot, we're bringing back, you know, what grinds my gears. I think last time we did it was nearly a year ago. I think it's probably about around last March, uh, right around the time Beardo joined the show. So it's been a long time since we've really vented. So Stash, why don't you tell the whole world what grinds your gears? You know, since I've been working at home, um, I haven't had to drive, right? And so you, when we get back into the car, it kind of feels like just kind of a freeing experience of getting out of the office, you know, for a little while. And so um, what grinds my gears is like when people don't turn on their fucking blinkers. Dude, I haven't driven for like four or five days. And so like like a dumbass, I'm super safe. I wait at, I do all the, all the right things because I haven't driven in a while. And then people don't use their fucking blinkers. I just, I grind my fucking gears. It's like, dude, there's a fucking switch on the side of your, on by your steering wheel. Use it so I know where you're going and I don't go into a fit of rage, which seems, you know, I thought my like um, anger would go down, like my, the shit that I see on the road, but I feel like it's increased now that I get back into the car after not driving for four or five days. Fucking use your blinkers. People, come on. It's there for a reason. I hate yeah. that shit. But that's, yeah. that's funny you say that because, like, for me, because I also work from home, um, I, I don't go four or five days without leaving the house, I don't think. But I feel like I'm way more passive than I used to be because I just enjoy getting out of the house. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's just weird. I'm, I'm almost like the complete opposite of you. Well, I have a 16-year-old at home, and she's learning how to drive. And we had that exact conversation the other day about how people don't use their blinkers are total and complete assholes and Mm -hmm. how I expect her to use her blinker every damn time she's turning. Otherwise, she is also a complete asshole. Absolutely. I do not (laughs) spare those kinds of titles for my own children (laughs) or my wife, for that matter. (laughs) I, on the other hand, am a complete and totally great person. I'm a saint. 
and yeah. have and have Wonderful. never not used your blinker or no. you know, cut somebody off <laughs> or you know absolutely speed not speed limit. <laughs> the speed suggestion I follow most of the time. that right there already that you're identified as an asshole for following the speed limit you call it a speed suggestion (laughs) (laughs) well beardo i'm gonna go with you next what grinds your gears well you guys you guys got me riled up uh pre-show um and what really has been grinding my gears lately is my own um mother she's a pain in the ass um and what has really grinded my gears lately is i'm her firstborn i'm number one that's me and on my birthday she said happy birthday how old are you bitch i'm your firstborn son you know when i was born you know how old i am and if you don't you don't consider me your son (laughs) And so I told my wife how much that bugged me. And she's like, yeah, that's kind of bitchy. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. And so a few weeks ago, I I had the honor of performing the marriage ceremony for my brother and his uh, longtime girlfriend. And my mother was there again. And we were talking and she's like, how old are you again? I'm like, woman, you are not senile. You do not have dementia. You are not suffering from Alzheimer's. You're just a fucking bitch who doesn't actually see me as her son. So for that, you are no longer my mother. So I have separated myself from my mother. We're no longer family. She's a terrible human. Wow. So that's what grinds my gears. My freaking mother. <clears throat> that... Shit, what do you want to go next? <laughs> I don't want to uh, yeah, I'll go next. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I, I have empathized with Beardo, you know, on our parentals uh, quite quite a bit in the past, but I, I empathize there with, you know, a few different times in my life with both of my parents. But um, I'm going to spare you all the story on that one. Um, what I will not spare you of what grinds my gears is impeachment without conviction this is the second time now we are breaking records and both in the good way and the bad way let's seal the deal let's make it happen and let's save some taxpayer dollars by along the way um with that that impeachment without conviction conviction um when it is necessary grinds my gears Okay. Is there a reason to have an impeachment right now? I haven't heard. Listen to the podcast from last week. <laughs> I'm refraining. Okay, so very. I'm like I'm taking a shit type of refraining right now. So bird dogging it or like you know just constipation. <laughs> oh, they have medication for that stash. Yeah, they're you know preparation H. It feels great around the hole. 
It just it just reminds in me in and around the whole. <laughs> it just reminds me of that movie, you know. Yes, that, doctor. Yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that movie that never came out. You know, it's called Constipation. So, that was dad joke. Dad. That, was, yeah. that was sure dad joke. Sorry, I, I am a dad. Everybody knows that. <laughs> All right, what grinds my gears. I'm, I'm going to maybe pull some special rules. It's kind of one main topic that almost splits into two. But I, I'm really pissed off um, at local businesses by way of something the city of Modesto did a while back. Uh, to catch you up, um, there's one restaurant in particular in the city of Modesto called, I think, uh, Velvet Creamery that did not follow the protocols and was racking up literally like ten thousand dollar fines like daily or something like back in the back in the fall they were letting people eat indoors even though it was not allowed and the city of modesto caved let them off with like a ten thousand dollar fine and that just set the tone for no one really having the motivation to follow along afterwards so what really really pisses me off is the fact that during this pandemic we've done our best in this household to not only follow the rules um, to help stop the spread of this virus, but we have tried our hardest with the extra uh, income that we have been blessed to have from uh, promotions and new jobs in our household. So we're trying our best to support local businesses, eat out a little bit more. But what really upsets me is when I go to pick up my food and I go into a restaurant and you would not know that there's a pandemic because they're letting people inside. The people inside aren't wearing masks. And it just really sucks because like recently, and I'm just going to call somebody out. I went to the food fix restaurant in downtown Modesto. Amazing food. They do great things. That's a good place to get some local craft beer you can't find somewhere else, which reminds me of Stash. I have a beer for you that I need to send to you. The, the, the Australian Stash beer. I picked one out for you. But I go in and I'm so angered that they're letting people inside that I'm not even awestruck that I'm looking at the owner who was on diners, drive-ins and dives with Guy Fury. Like I'm so pissed off at him for not following protocol and knowing that <laughs> I'm not going to go back because he can't follow, follow the rules like everyone else. So I'm just upset at businesses not doing what is right. Although I understand why they would not want to, to help stop the spread of this fire, especially when we're in purple tier last I heard in Stanislaus County in California, there's less than 1% of ICU beds available. Just do the fucking right thing. I mean, we can we still have the option of ordering your food and taking out. We can still leave a tip. I know that doesn't help all of your employees, but at least keep you above water until we can reopen again. But I'm just pissed off at people who can't just follow the damn rules because that's why a year fucking later we're still in this fucking mess and it's worse than it was at any point. And that is what grinds my gears. Yes, but let me be devil's advocate for just a second. Sorry, uppy. But, I mean, think about it. I mean, you're a small local business trying to survive. And what has the government done to help you survive through these times? Well, they gave your money to the churches. What options have they given you to survive through this pandemic? What direction have you been given? What messages have you been sent? So if you're a small business trying to survive, what are you going to do? 
Uh, you still have the obligation by the rules so that you have customers that come back to you. Because you know what? Can I, I in the Trumpy Central Valley? Can, can I respond to you, though? Like, Sure, of course so you can. It's your show. I, <laughs> right. Damn straight, son. <laughs> um, so we've once so far used a commercial that I recorded with Desert Fox Brewing. I have four of them. I've only used one so far. I recorded that with them at a place called Crest and Crumb in Trillet, California. Downtown Trillet, California, not too far from where the, the Dust Bowl location used to be. I talked to the owners because I was down there for quite a bit. They're sticking to their guns. These are our guidelines. I don't care who pushes me to do otherwise. They've actually gotten arguments with their customer base about not allowing people to even eat outside on their patio. Like, I get it. There are options in our minds. The government has fucked them over. The government took those loans and gave them to fucking churches and big businesses who don't need it. I understand. But right is right. Wrong is wrong. I'm not going to budge. I mean, I'm I, also not an owner of a small business. But. I, I'm a ch- I'll chime in a little bit, too. I, I empathize with, actually, both of your statements. Um, you know, I... I just kind of think back to, you know, what I guess my grandma would have done. Um, you know, she used to own a restaurant way back in the day. And I, I mean, each business is so different in this and what they can offer in terms of outdoor dining or not outdoor dining, takeout, not takeout and, and how that affects, um, you know, your, your business sales. But I, you know, I go, I just think back to, you know, when I went to Europe last year, you know, back when COVID wasn't a thing, but apparently was. Um, and, you know, it makes me really kind of freak out sometimes to think that I was in places like Portugal and Rome <laughs> um, <laughs> as late as January 4th. Um, and, you know, to my knowledge, did not come down with anything. And, you know, for, for all I know, maybe I was the fucker that brought it back. Um, but probably were when it comes down to you know restaurants, every business, every restaurant in Europe has outdoor dining. I would put like an, a solid 75% a staple is outdoor dining in the street, in you know, on the sidewalk. You know, it might not be as you know big as it is inside, but you know, I think may, maybe there's something inherently. American about having this big lavish indoor dining room. Um, but I think, I, I think what it comes down to is the perception of the customers, whether or not you yourself are going to eat at that eat from a restaurant should not be dictated necessarily because they have a indoor dining. It should be dictated because you like their food and to be honest, in this landscape, if you like their food, go get it. If, you know, you're going because you just simply want to eat in a fucking restaurant and you're lazy, too lazy to, to make your own food, go to the fucking grocery store and make your own fucking food. Um, but when it comes... I feel like you're attacking me. And I'm just saying... I'm getting very triggered right now. I'm just saying... I understand that, you know, restaurants have a business to run... But at the same time, 
they deal with their constituency. Their constituency is makes their sales. If their constituency is getting sick or dying, that's not helping anybody. But when they're also making it prolonged, as Abby said, it, it is only dragging it out for these business owners as a whole and making the community kind of prolonged through this time period. So right. I think the perception of the customers needs to change because yeah. to be honest, if every single customer that would want to eat inside just simply ordered takeout, picked it up and then left, they would be making the same amount of money and supplementing from the programs that do exist um, or that have existed, albeit many of them were not enough. Um, may we, perhaps this would we'd be looking at a different scenario a year well, later, right? And, it, move. And, and like I understand, like it, I still get that even though I'm on my soapbox, they're still losers. Like I'm suggesting that we can still support them enough to stay open. They obviously still wouldn't need a wait staff, and I, I get that wait staff is still fucked. I get it. Um, there's no perfect solutions, um, but just my motivation to help you out goes out the window when you're not doing what's best for the community at large. And I hate it. I hate getting angry about that. I, I hate it when I'm like going to food fix to get my food and I'm excited for my pork strami sandwich. And I'm like, I'm not going to support them because you would not know there's a pandemic right now because this place is full. So, anywho, that's my final say. No, you 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 have like the most clearest point of him of, of it all is it's that there's more that could be done and it's not being done only just to appease <clears throat> a few that have voiced their you know their stupid opinions of like how are you going to make me not wear a mask and whatnot right um, type of shit so. But at the same time, I think that we had a conversation in an, in, in another um, uh, chat we were part of that says it. we've kind of turned these notions of like what work is upside down. Mm-hmm. And so like there are businesses who've actually who've, who've boomed because of the fact that they have now the option of, of sending the food out, right? that they weren't doing before on days that they weren't making a lot of money. So midweek, for example, right? Wednesdays, Thursdays was really bad for restaurants in this area, but because everybody wants to now, you know, they want the food because they don't want to cook because they're tired of being home all damn day too, is that they want to buy tacos, right? So whatever it is, right? So there's also, so at that point, but again, if you, if, if you're cheap, and have this no moral standard where you're like, I'm going to do everything for the money without having a standard, then what fucking good are you then? You and I, th- I think to go along with that too, Stash, is, um, you know, there's benefits all around for, you know, things like Grubhub and DoorDash. But something I'm actually seeing way too much of is businesses complaining that Grubhub and DoorDash are taking too much, you know, of the percentage. And, you know, they might be. But that is also a, you know, a a decision that you make as a business owner to sublet your own business out to another company. Um, And, you know, perhaps if you thought about a different delivery service Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe even fostering your own 
you know, job in house, you would actually be making more money by keeping another employee on, but having a delivery service from in-house. Um, I can't tell you working at pizza, my heart. Um, I, uh, over the last decade, I obviously no longer work there anymore. Um, not but, what I heard. Um, yeah, I mean, if I you went back from the scabies, I know it. The scabies, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, as much as I, you know, really enjoyed working for that company, I started out as a driver in that in that um, sector. I worked at Domino's and then switched over to Pizza My Heart, and I was making one hundred fifty, two fifty dollars in tips a night on some nights, um, and. Now these businesses have completely, like you know, Grubhub and DoorDash have completely eliminated the position from um, the, from all pizza my hearts. There is no longer a delivery guy. It is Grubhub and DoorDash. So I mean, huh? it, it is a business model, and you know those kind of things. You just unfortunately you you kind of have to roll the punches on those ends. You know, and being a savvy business owner, knowing, you know, what is cost effective, um, you know, and the service that you're offering for your for your people. But I I'm going to reiterate it again. It comes down to the perspective of the customers knowing what is important. The fact that I get to sit down and eat my food out, you know, and and not be fearful or the fact that I'm going to look out for thy neighbor next to me. Um, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, it's okay to wear your mask around, but it, I mean, it's, it's okay to wear your mask around, but apparently when you sit down at a plastic table with three walls and a ceiling um, outside, it's okay to remove it, to, to sit down um, six feet away from another party. Um, I, I think that's absolutely atrocious as well. But you know, yep. um, you traded eating indoors inside to eating indoors outside. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, 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 it really it needs. It, I, I think the perspective of the people just need to understand what it is that you value. Is it the food or go home and make your food? I value myself and my happiness and my comfort and. I don't give a fuck about anyone else. So open everything up. Let me spread my COVID. Let me kill your grandma and let's do this thing. Is 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 that a is that a um a, an, an acknowledgement of your current condition or is uh... <laughs> So I am on quarantine for the second time in 3 weeks. Um absolutely true. Um <laughs> but no, it is not not a commentary on my current condition no um Stash, i am wanna, one of those i'm one of those people who has continued to go to work showing up to my physical place of work and two times um i've been exposed to people who have covid so fortunately i've been fortunate enough not to get sick yet but um, over the last five weeks, I've been in quarantine for four of them. <laughs> so that's that's my life right now. You're very lucky. I must Not say, a bad game. because you've had you've had exposures, <laughs> but you haven't you haven't had it. Um, well, I, I don't want to say lucky. I want to say that maybe you guys are still 
even your exposure, you are um, still practicing some of the guidelines of maintaining some sort of, you know, safety with each other. Um, the prophylactics, you know, of COVID. So. I mean, well, I'm going I'm, I'm to say he's lucky. He hit up Lockford right before that first quarantine. So um, he's been set up on I'm sausages. Set up on sausages. <laughs> High quality however, sausages. However, however, I mean, I am very careful with with people coming into my office um, or going around other people. I have my mask on 100% of the day. I I hand sanitize anytime I leave my office and anytime I come back into my office. Um, I don't get near people. I'm always at least at least ten feet away from people. So so this contact or this this incidental contact that I've had with people that have tested positive for COVID is not because I've been close to them. It's because I work with them so much that the, work, yeah. that my work has said I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, for another 14 days. Yep. Um, All right. Well, as Joe Vibin is showing us his new beer. that That's very patriotic. IPA. Uh, we're going to we're gonna pivot real quick before we get into football. Quickly, I'm going to start. Since Joe Vibin, this was your idea. I'm going to let you start first. What is your favorite? What is your favorite chip? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough question. Because do you get the dip as well? Um, I need to know before I make my decision. Wait, is it a We're dip pretty liberal. Or your, do you get chip and dip or is it just chip? That's what I want to know. Is it a Let, dip or a regular chip? Hey, we're a show that makes a brewing rules. I mean, you can split it. Hey, without a dip, my favorite one. With a dip, my you know. Okay, so it's, it's hands down ruffle, <laughs> ruffles with ridges and sour cream and onion dip. Lipton. Yeah, you can't get better. I disagree completely. If you had said like a ranch dip with those chips, wholeheartedly agree because I'm about ready to do that as soon as we're done here. You are all still wrong. It is a nice tortilla chip with salsa. Some nice salsa, a spicy salsa. That's that's the best chip. Stash? I am... um torn on this one because I, I have two things that I truly enjoy and one of them being because my sister and I used to, to eat this when we were growing up and that was the Fritos um, bean dip, the spicy one oh, mm-hmm. with 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 the Fritos chips but you know, as you grow older, you 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 still maintain the the, the Frito dip part of the beans but your, your chip changes to where it's like the nacho the the, the, the you know, gesso yeah and or <laughs> you and have to or, get the gesso and <laughs> or yeah and and or but the bean dip still stays the same you just get other chips with it so i've i've gone from like you know the bean dip to the doritos and or the um doritos to where the habanero um uh, salsa the salsa verde doritos are so good no no hold on hold on it's it's actually it's actually from um tostitos tostitos has a habanero version of their salsa it's absolutely wonderful and that's coming from um a place where i've eaten a lot of salsa but that that's probably like one of my most favorite of them because it's the most consistent and it's hot and it's flavorful each time of salsas for being store-bought so that's kind of where I'm at and in that realm. So give me that good little bean Frito bean dip with the, uh, you know, Doritos or, or even that habanero. 
Just yeah. to say, ultimately, the best chip in the road in the road of Epi, salt and vinegar. <clears throat> you were gonna yeah. say that. That's um, kettle chips. disgusting. The these kettles? days, yes. These days, kettle cooked. No. If I was, if yes. I was still, if I was still young, puppy, living in Western Pennsylvania, I would say the Troyer uh. Farms salt and vinegars because they came in that gloss, like that nice shiny gold bag. But give me some uh, Lay's kettle cooked salt vinegar chips. Um, I'm happy. I'll eat the whole bag in one sitting just because I'm a fat ass. Oh, no, no kettle, no kettle brand uh, salt and vins. If I had to, sure. Uh, but what about Tabasco? Do you throw Tabasco throw on it? Because that salt and vinegar with the Tabasco on it is always Dude, absolutely. I'm not a fan of Tabasco just because I mean that's basically just throwing hot vinegar on top of vinegar. I mean yep. I don't need that yep. much vinegar. Yeah, no, vinegar is disgusting in general. Yeah, don't agree with that. Jay. You people are <laughs> nasty, dude. You just got we can't you, be friends anymore. If you haven't ever had it, get yourself a nice, guys. a really nice homemade tuna fish sandwich with some salt and vinegar chips. Yes. Oh my yes, god! Yes, yes, yes. Do you want to catch Uppy eating tuna yeah. fish? Sorry, is <laughs> uh, it is it uh, you know, dolphin safe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> albacore tuna. All right. Oh. Chicken of the sea. Is it chicken or is it tuna? Sorry. Oh. You're probably too young to get that one vibing. I'm sorry. You're you're probably in diapers when that happened on TV. So. He was still <laughs> shitting in diapers, yeah. No, no. Still but, is. But, but you're absolutely right, though. Like, like get those. That's absolutely the best chips because I always, like, if I'm, like, in that mood where I'm, like, I don't know where I really want and I don't want to fight for it type of shit, like, in, in my head, right, I'm, like, just grab the two things that I know that I have or one of the things that I know that I have. I have plenty of fucking uh, Tabasco. And as soon as I grab those chips, that's it. It's done. But that tuna sandwich, though, dude, that's amazing. That's dude, the tuna sandwich. I don't know what's wrong with you. But Al- Albacore tuna. You're making it progressively Albuquerque. worse. Both tu- of you. Okay, you're here I'll make it worse. I'll Keep make talking. It. It's getting worse. I'll make it better. The tuna fish sandwich, you know, is very nostalgic for me because it comes back from you know like the 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 days where I would hang out with my grandma. She'd make us you know, some tuna fish sandwiches and we play some Remy cube. Cause you know, that's the kind of grandma she was, but that kind of leads us to, you know, the topic of our next question that I would like to uh, discuss is what's, uh, what's a nostalgic thing that, um, you know, maybe quarantine has brought up for you or, you know, just thinking about, you know, decades in past, or even like, maybe a couple of years ago um, that, you wish would make a resurgence. You, you know, I don't even have to go decades back. I, I just miss people. Mm-hmm. And I miss Looking being true. around people without feeling guilty. Like, uh, well, <laughs> while I rant and rave about people following the rules, I did let a friend come over last Sunday during the Browns and Steelers game. Our buddy Wicked, he was on a podcast with us, showed up. And I trusted Wicked because Wicked has a disease. So I know he's like, ultra careful about masking up, sanitizing. I let them because, you know, anywho, just being around people and not feeling guilty about it, just uh, getting to go to Beardo's house, let our kids play, drink beers, like bullshit, like play um, new phone, who's this, or <laughs> Cartoons Humanity. I, I just yeah. miss people. I, I, I would love nothing more than to be doing this podcast in one house, just hanging yeah. out. Yeah, no, that's true. That would no. be a lot of fun. And I'm I'm sure you guys were doing the uh, you know the Corvette 
Corvette Juju Smith Schuster TikTok dance at the uh, conclusion of last week's festivities. No, but my grind my gears was almost ripping on uh, Chase Claypool. I was this close. But, uh. <laughs> Beardo, what are you feeling and in, in how nostalgic are you feeling? Well, I want to tell you something I'm not feeling nostalgic for, and you just brought up tuna fish sandwiches. I remember a long time ago when I was a young, young child. My dad was trying to impress this lady, and this lady made us mac and cheese and tuna for lunch, and I could not. Something my sister would do. Yeah, I could not eat it. Like, I was, like, dry heaving and. Is that, like, the the tuna fish helper? Like, the, you know? No, no, no. It was Kraft macaroni and cheese and tuna fish. (laughs) Tuna fish helper. And, And my dad came out, and he just chewed me out for gagging on this and i'm like dad i can't eat it and he's like you will eat it i'm like i can't i'm gonna throw up he's like if you throw up i'm gonna beat your ass i'm like well <laughs> i'm, I'm eight and you're gonna beat my ass for me throwing up about <laughs> tuna fish and craft macaroni and cheese so i'm not feeling nostalgic for that um but what i am feeling nostalgic for is some baseball I love baseball. I love watching it on TV. I like listening to it on the radio. I've got a big 1960s yeah. console radio in my in my dining room, and when the A's are playing, I'll crank that sucker up on the AM radio and listen to the A's radio broadcast. I mean, I freaking love wow. baseball. I can totally I'm, vibe with that so hard. I'm absolutely missing it, and I know. Like, I know when we get back to to baseball, I know that that we'll be able to go together and, and watch some good, good baseball. Dude, like I, I, it might sound bad, but well, one, I, I have to address the fact that we did resign, you know, a plethora of, you know, major A's players this today. We got uh, Chapman back. We got Bassett. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Manaya and Montas. Yep. Um, and those are, uh, four really big ones. I am sad to see Liam Hendricks uh, walk. Um, good but, for him. Good for him. And to be honest, if there's any other AL team I would have liked to see him go to, it would be the White Sox. Um, you know, if you've never listened to the Hawk, the 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 broadcast announcer for the White Sox, he stopped announcing a couple years ago. He's so good. He's so good. Um, but when it comes to that, I vibe with you know just. You know, win or loss, especially loss, getting back in the car after an A's game and driving back home and listening to the fucking, like, the 95-7, the game where, you know, guy, people are just calling in to, like, bitch about, you know, <laughs> why we suck so bad and why we, lo- why we love the A's and, you know, throwing the support at Bo Mel and, you know, um, it just – Especially those nights where, you know, it's tough at baseball, but, you know, we still fucking love it uh, <laughs> and so much that we, you know, we endured a fucking, you know, nine to nothing loss at the Coliseum and we will endure the two and a half hour r- drive home um, even more on the radio. Um, that is totally nostalgic. And I will wrap mine up with I am even more so nostalgic of being able to go about my day and not have to think about the president of the United States and what they're going to say next. So that is going to come back in a week and I will relish that nostalgia for another week. Can't agree more with that last point. Um, Stash. Wax nostalgia. Wax nostalgia. 
Mm. I think um, going to the movies. Period. And I, I I thought I never really enjoyed it because of how expensive it was, but going was still an experience altogether. And I just can't wait to fucking just do that or, you know, do that again, period. Because the fun of it is like, okay, we never really knew what movie was playing. Well, we looked ahead of time, but still went. Not really excited about what was playing, you know, but still went and said, okay, what are we going to pick? You know, what was shitty movie we're going to watch for 12 bucks or 10 or whatever. We caught, we try to catch the deals on it because you're going to end up spending more money anyways on the food and drink. If you already didn't like sneaking your own whiskey, which, you know, I never did because I'm a good citizen. But sure. um, if I did, I, that's how I would do it. I'd sneak my own whiskey. And, we um, see those fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I, 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 I want to kind of do that again so that you could, you know, tweet, you know, I saw blah, blah, blah. And it was such a good movie. And everybody else is like waiting for fucking Netflix or Amazon Prime, uh, you know, to do their rentals or Apple to do their rentals for 20 bucks, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, speaking of being nostalgic in movies, uh, this will come as a shocker to some people. And I say that as I'm kidding. Uh, Mrs. Beardo had a boyfriend before Mr. Beardo. And I remember being like 19 years old and... They had just broken up. I remember a group of us friends, including Mrs. Beardo, went out to the movies. And then before he knew it, uh, Mr. Beardo took her off the market. And they've been happily ever after ever since. But she was, if you were to happen to know Mrs. Beardo, she just truly did not give a fuck. No. Nope. <laughs> she really she was like, not. whatever. But yeah. She's an interesting personality. That's for fucking tr- mm-hmm. sure. So, fellas, you want to talk a little football, then uh, get to our three-day weekend? Is that the plan? Yeah, dude. Yeah, All right, we have four games. So let me just say, uh, Mrs. Uppy joined us last week. Uh, she went four and two in the six games last week. So uh, wow. I'm just give a Holy shit. round of applause to Mrs. Uppy. Did she uh, beat your ass on that? Yeah, I went two and four. Yep, <laughs> she did. She did. Actually, who did best? Uh, Dirty Dan and Chitwood. Did the best last week. They went four and two each. Yeah. Where am I in the rankings? Let's see it. Am I okay? Am I in last still? And by so. I hope I'm doing so. this on the fly here. So as this is not in any order. So I am after last week, I'm forty-three and thirty-seven. Stash is forty-eight and thirty-two. Beardo is 45 and 35, 45, 35. Uh, Dodger would be 38, 42. Dirty Dan is 44, 36. And Chitwood, you are 44 and 36. Yes. <laughs> Let's go! Just saying, I have made a comeback over the last two weeks. From fucking up the entire, uh, <laughs> my entire season of that 0-7, like last week, um, I have come a long way. Yeah, the last two weeks you are 8-3. and three. That is phenomenal. That's 
tied with Stash for the best over the last two weeks. Stash is also eight and three. Thank you very much, everybody. But yeah, you did have that one and four week that was right after the zero and three. Yeah, there was that time I think around the time Little Chitty showed up that you were just picking your way into last. Yeah. I think I was. <laughs> I, I do remember making picks in the hospital. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let you start with this first one. The very first game tomorrow. And we don't have picks from Dodger yet, but he did get his in before the deadline last week. So um, he he went three and three. He got Buffalo right. He got Tampa Bay right. And he got New Orleans right, for the record. Um, but Chip, I'm going to let you go first. First game tomorrow, we have Rams at Packers. Yeah. Um, Rams, I think, kind of shocked a lot of a lot of people last week, huh? Um you know, I honestly haven't watched that much Packers this year. Um, and I haven't watched that much Rams. I sold, I initially fantasy drafted um, Cam Akers in all of my leagues and actually hearing that he's doing well now pisses me <laughs> the fuck off because I drafted him in like the fourth round. Um, but, you know, Typically, the Packers are somebody I invest heavily in fantasy. I just don't have no clue about them except for the fact that they're 13 and three and Rodgers is doing, you know, what he normally does, you know, having four, a 4,000 yard season and, you know, 40, 50 touchdowns and, you know, minimal interceptions. So um, Devontae Adams is fucking good, though. And that pair, you just can't you can't not take them. So we're going to go. Uh, the spread is at. uh Packers giving six and a half over unders at 45. So we'll go. Um, we'll go 24. No, 27. 27, 23. Yeah, I, I was in the same ballpark. Um, we're at the time of year where we also have to start considering weather as well, but. Yeah, I'm not going to take the time to look up what the weather forecast for Green Bay, Wisconsin is tomorrow. But I can tell you. Hold on, cold. Go in a second. Cold um, and miserable. That's what it is. Miserable. Yeah, that's all you got to say. Yep. Hard we, work, low pay, and miserable. <laughs> kicking the football is going to be like kicking a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay is experiencing tomorrow. Oh, can I take my my pick back? Uh, it is going to be – right now it is expected to start snowing at mm-hmm. 1 a.m. at okay. 90%. So it's going to be – Actually, right, right now it starts – it's starting yeah, right now. 11 so, here. Yeah. Yep. So um, 90% snow starting at 1 a.m. and it's going to be snow on the field in the morning. So um, it, it looks pretty clear in the afternoon, but it'll be cold as fuck. What temperature, though? Uh, 20, 20, dipping to 25, high of 36. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that's going to change unless there's some mad winders. I, I can change my score. I'm going to have Green Bay winning. I, I think it's also going to be somewhat close-ish. I have Green Bay at 27-20, and with that, I'll turn it over to Stash. You know, I totally forgot about the weather for Green Bay um, against the Rams, um, considering that, you know, 
It's 80 fucking degrees over here right now for the last two or three days in Southern Couldn't California. Couldn't tell by that sweater you're wearing, yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, um, because my nipples get hard, and so I, I got to wear it for the show. So yeah, but that makes Joey happy. Yeah, you guys, you know, people, you, you guys get a little bit offended about my nipples. Um, hard nipples on this show are truly offensive. That's why I don't follow you on TikTok. That's the difference. So um, I'm going to have to change my pick here because, um, uh, you know, they, they, they practice and this, this is what they do with Packers, what, you know, in cold weather. So I'm going to do 21, uh, 20 on this one Packers. Okay. Beard up. All right. So um, I absolutely love that the Packers are where they are in playing an open stadium. Absolutely love it. Like, why the fuck would you be playing a sport like this in the middle of winter in Inside. Wisconsin? So I, I absolutely love um, their setup. <laughs> I, too, also this. wonder why people would be playing in Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> but true, true. That's a whole a other dome, story, though. In a dome under Wisconsin, I, you know, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this weather is only going to benefit Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay. So I. Uh, I'm close as you guys all say. Um, I'm going 35-21 Green Bay because, you know, they get to practice in this whenever they want. They're more used to it. It makes me wonder I, if Green Bay has an indoor practice facility. I'm kind of curious now if they do. They probably uh, do. And Yeah. Anywho, so Dirty Dan, we do have a pick from him. He couldn't make it. He's in the same ballpark as uh, Beardo. He has Green Bay winning 35-24. And Beardo, I'll let you go next on this one. This one should be fun. I actually look forward to watching this. We have uh, Baltimore Ravens at Buffalo Bills. I know very little about either team, um, but I do have a soft spot for the Bills. So, you know, maybe one day they will make it to a Super Bowl and win. Um, so I'm going to pick the bills on this one simply because I don't know, I'm going to pull for them. So we'll go bills, uh, 21, 14. Okay. Dirty Dan had bills at 30, 20. Chitwood, you want to give us a score and the weather? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, if you want the weather, I can give you the weather in Buffalo. The old shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, the weather in Buffalo, and to be honest, this might be why I lost fantasy this year. I typically actually have the weather for major NFL cities um, <laughs> in my phone on under the weather app, and I typically check it the morning of. Um, but it looks all clear. Games tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, games Five. tomorrow. It, it's going to be, you know – a cold one, but it's, it looks like it's going to be pretty dry, um, minimal wind. That being said, I really like the Buffalo bills team. My a good buddy of mine's a Buffalo bills fan. And, you know, you don't meet too many of them, um, until after this year, I guess, before the, uh, bandwagoners jump on them. Um, but the spread is at bills giving, uh, two and a half. That's not much. And that's the, close. Uh, and yeah. the over-unders at 49 and a half. I think I'm going to try to ride potentially Vegas to a victory here. 
um, in you know our pick'em league. I am I still within reaching uh, the first place. I think I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take a 20, 20, twenty-four to twenty-three game, and Vegas wins on both. Twenty-four to twenty-three Bills. Twenty-three is such an ugly score. Yeah, oh. absolutely ugly. Twenty-four to twenty-three Bills and Vegas wins on both. That is it. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm only picking the team I'm picking because it's what I want to see happen. Uh, I think most people who are a fan of an AFC team. I happen to know Buffalo Bills. For the record, growing up in Western Pennsylvania, two hours from either Buffalo, Cleveland, or Pittsburgh, I, I know my fair share of Bills fans. Um, one thing I can, I'm sure of, if you're an AFC fan of any AFC team, is you fear Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So my fear is they're going to win, and I fucking hate it. But my heart says Buffalo. I think Buffalo and Josh Allen have enough to get it done. And I'm definitely going to go the over on the score. I just I think if there's no mad snow or wind tomorrow, uh, there's really nothing stopping either of these teams from scoring a bunch. So we go Buffalo in a close one, 42-38. And with that, I'll kick it off to Stash. This one's – I'd love to hear your guys' commentary, but I'm going to have to go with the Bills Mafia on this one. The Ravens – I might be shooting myself in the foot, but the Ravens, super awesome team. Quarterback is probably what we want to see in a lot of our, um, you know, in a lot of our offenses, um, you know, for for the year. Uh, for those who've not made it to where we're at now, but goddamn, the Bills have just overcome some shit. I think they can do it this time as well. Twenty-one ten, Bills. Wow, you think they're gonna? Keep the Ravens to ten. Huh? I I think I think, and I'm I'm a drinking thinking right now that they can do it. Yeah, I, I, you know what you said the key thing in my heart. You said Buffalo wins. I after that, who, who who really cares? It's not like we, there's a cash prize for getting the exact score right, which none of us have done so far this year. Uh, wait, no, I thought Stash had put up a hundred bucks to the winner. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but we're not doing this shit from last week. Stash hasn't even paid Dirty Dan yet. Oh, motherfucker! That's right. Like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm doing live on air right now. Buys this fancy ass keyboard. <laughs> still hasn't paid up on his debt. I'm paying Dirty, right? I'm I paying think, dirty Dan on can, air right now. I think we and Chip are the ones that paid up. Um, okay, so the next one I'm gonna start because I'm a fan of a team that's actually in the playoffs still, miraculously. <laughs> um, big big flex watch out for one more week <laughs> uh okay okay there calm down there beardo um <laughs> let's see so we have we we have uh so first game sunday is cleveland at the chiefs looking at it objectively as i can being a browns fan um there is a path in which the Browns could win. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's realistic. I just think, uh, given that the Chiefs are not the strongest on defense, and the Browns are really good at running the ball, 
I can see how a whole keep away scenario works as long as you can force one, maybe two turnovers. Do I expect that to happen? Not necessarily. Um, but what I can tell you is I've really thought about football very little this week, just like last week. I'm I'm not trying to just be like they made the playoffs and I'm happy about that solely, but I'm trying to keep myself there. I have no expectations for this week, just like I had no expectations for last week. But Kansas City has the rest, and they have the experience that the Browns don't have. But I'll, I'll have uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs beating the Browns in a shootout, 41-38. Now we'll go to Chitwood next. Just saying, Kansas City's two losses have been at home. We're going to go Browns 42-38. From Chitwood's mouth to God's ears. You know, because honest, honest to God, I really think if there is a football God, I think the football God and this whole fucked up 2020-2021 COVID thing. Why not us? When, when people know? not <laughs> want a, a Bills-Browns AFC championship. I, mean, that's I love it. Yep. <laughs> Um, so I'll go For to Dirty, sure. Dirty Dan also <laughs> has a close game, but he has Chiefs winning 31-26. And I'll go to Beardo next. Um, so I would love to see the Browns win. I, I don't know how likely it is. It's probably not real likely. But just because I want to send some good vibes their way, we're going to pick the Browns to win. Stop! I'm supposed to yes. be winning games here with everybody else losing them. <laughs> so, so uh, good vibes go the Browns' way. We have the Browns winning. Um, you know, I think if it's a crazy high-scoring game, the Browns have no chance. So we're going to keep the score a little bit lower. We're going to go 31-24. That just means the whole keep-away strategy works. I get it. Yeah. I, anyone I who says Cleveland winning, I, I don't. I, I don't tell you. see it. I don't see it that way. I think. I think the Browns coming out out of Pittsburgh are, are going to come in there, going, "Okay, let's let's execute um, how we did, and um, you know, show some of these offensive plays that they were pulling out, and and it's going to be great to see." Um, because w- w- one thing is that. Uh, that first time that they make it into this NFL playoff situation is can be an absolutely like magical Disney moment, right? Where you're like, Jesus Christ, this team is great. We've always believed in them type of shit. Or it's, it's a, it's like we fucking sucked and I don't know how we made it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the Disney moment type of, uh, Lord Browns. Um, If they've had it for like, the last two or three seasons at least um, and making, you know, their offensive um, pickups um, to, to be where they're at, you know, um, so that they can make these scores. My only fear is that because of the lack of playoff experience, will they, will, will, will if they crush, will they just, you know, just not make it um, with it. But I think it's. I think this is going to be one of the better games out of what we're going to see all day. Is going to be the Browns versus Chiefs because this is the game that you want to see. You want to see the underdog versus a fucking team that's grade A, right? And whether this underdog team that we've talked about for the last several years of um, of, of offensive pickups can they do it? This is it. 
I, I think this is the ultimate game of the week of the weekend. With that being said, I'm gonna go Chiefs. This is hard. 34-28. Hey, that's also a close game, though. I mean Yeah. And 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 only because the Browns are gonna show who they are to come back how the Rams did during their first early years where they made it. And then they came back and they played the, you know, types of shit that they did, they, um, you know, against the Chiefs and whatnot. So you're going to see that with, with the Browns. And I'm, it's going to be a great fucking game. And it's going to be a lot of buzz talk around this game. Okay. And then, um, Beardo, I'm going to start with you this time. The very last game of the weekend. The game that's behind Chitwood currently, the Old Man Bowl. Um, the one thing I want to point out is so Baker Mayfield is the oldest quarterback of all the teams left in the AFC. I think he's 25 years old and sitting behind Chitwood. We have uh, Tom Brady. who's like 43 and Drew Brees who's 42. So uh, the old man bowl <laughs> down in New Orleans. who do you have and the Buccaneers at Saints? Um, I'm going to go with Saints on this one. Um, I like Drew Brees. I like their crazy awesome offense, so we're going to go Saints. Uh, 42-28. Okay, and then Dirty Dan has Saints pulling off the three-peat because they've already won twice this year, 27-24. Chitwood, what do you have? Uh, Tampa Bay, I'm guessing. He's got to go Tampa Bay. He wants to catch up. She's gonna go. Uh-huh. I do want to go. I want. I want to catch up. So uh, I've come this far. We're gonna go Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> Brady does what you know the NFL wants him to do, and that is to win despite not being on the Patriots. Belichick. We're gonna have like you know it's a just an old fashioned shootout, and we'll call it like a thirty. Ooh. Can we go like 36-35? With want a, to, I mean, let's do a 36-35. Do you want. And the Bucks get a two-point conversion at the end to win the fucking game to Gronk. There it is. 36-35, Bucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, because I know the weather indoors is going to be perfect on Sunday in New Orleans. I'm going to go Saints 34-24. And Stash, you're last. What do you got? I'm 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 in the same boat, thirty-four twenty-four. I think uh Brady's just gonna not produce like he's had in the past. Yeah. yeah. Well that wraps it up for this week. I wanna thank you guys for being here tonight. I wanna thank the audience for tuning in yet again and tuning in often. We we haven't getting a bunch of listens lately, so thank you, whoever you are. And um, so I hope you enjoyed our show this week. Uh, we'll be back for more fun next week. And until then. Chitwood, Beardo, Stash, and myself. We all wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in.